Welcome to the Godmother Podcast. I'm Lisa Bevere, and I believe every woman not only needs a godmother, she can be one. Now, what is a godmother? Well, a godmother is someone who watches over us and transforms our seasons of hardship into triumph. But on this very first interlude of a conversation with a godmother, I want to ask you, what comes to mind when you think of a godmother? Do you think immediately of a fairy godmother? Well, sadly, that's not a real thing. Or maybe you're like me and you think of a mafia godmother. Well, those are hopefully not a real thing. And you think, why would you even think of that, Lisa? Well, I happen to be half Sicilian. So that kind of hits home. Then maybe you're not thinking of this one first, but there is something called a spiritual godmother, which I believe we desperately need to become a real Thing. I believe that godmothers are women who come alongside their goddaughters and they watch over them. These are women that can open up their lives, share their hardship, share their challenges, and position the next generation to walk in greater strength and greater wisdom. So to that end, I'm going to be open and honest about all of my own mistakes that I have made. I believe that we have a chance to have the next generation inherit God's promises and not just our fears. I believe that we pass on the truth rather than the details. And we say, this was my experience, but even more than that, this is what I learned from that experience. Godmothers aren't a new idea. They're actually a concept that was born back in the first century church. In those days, the believers were so persecuted. They had to meet in obscure places. They often met in homes. And some of them, as soon as they became believers, they were disowned by their parents. And so what they needed was godparents, people that would come alongside of them, vouch for their character, meet them at these incredibly crucial intersections of life, Things like baptisms, marriage, raising kids, funerals. That was what godparents were. They were as a very engaged community of intimate people that knew one another's lives. They were doing life together. And in this day and in this time where we are all so disjointed, I think we need some people who are willing to come alongside of us. We don't need so many people to side with us. We see a lot of people, I'm on your side or I'm against you. We need people beside us. We need people that can come alongside and actually really help us learn some different pathways by, you know, actually sometimes just sharing how they have done it wrong. Now, you may think, well, why? Why should I consider you as a godmother? Well, I've had the privilege for, seriously, this y'all, I'm old. I just turned 60. I've had the privilege for 30 years of serving as a godmother in one capacity or another. Because see, I'm always going to have people that are younger than me that I can lift up. I have traveled all over the globe. And what I find is that even though we have these incredibly vast social networks, 
we have shallow connections. We are showing people what they want to see. And many of us do not have the people that can come along our lives and say, I I need you to help me see everything differently. I'm tired of playing to an audience. I'm tired of putting on a show. I'm hurting. I need help. I need somebody who can help me. And I believe that godmothers help come alongside goddaughters to close gaps in their lives. So I'm going to actually go back in time. I'm going to go back when I wasn't 60, when I was only 30 years of age. That was about the time I realized that I had some gaping gaps in my life. I'm going to define what a gap is. A gap is a breach. It is a breakdown. It is a opening in a wall that leaves people vulnerable. In Merriam-Webster, it defines it as a gap in a wall that leaves other people in an assailable position. I believe that we have both older women and younger women right now at risk if they do not connect. I remember looking around, and and my perspective was ministry. My perspective was I was a young minister's wife, but I believe these godmothers and goddaughter connections need to happen every single area of life. So I'm going to be talking from a ministry frame of reference, but I don't want you to limit it to that. Maybe you're in a profession where you need somebody to be a godmother in the sense of a mentor, or maybe you are a stay-at-home mom and you just need a woman to tell you you're going to make it. You're going to actually come out on the other side healthy and strong. But I found myself at 30 thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know how to be a wife. I don't know how, that's my dog, I don't know how to love well. I don't know how to live well. I don't know how to raise children. And I did not know how to make connections with older women who could actually help me with those things. I knew what I didn't want to do. I knew I didn't want to do marriage like my parents had done marriage. I knew I didn't want to do uh, the life of my family. I didn't want to create the home life dynamic that my parents had. I knew that getting married, divorced, remarried, and divorced again, I did not want that to be the narrative of my life. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing my parents for what they did because they did everything they could knowing where they came from. But when you know to do better, you can do better. And when you have other people that come alongside you and give you tools, you can build better. So I found myself in this place of thinking, where is some older woman who can help me? Surely she sees that I am messing up. Surely she sees that I don't know what I am doing. And uh, we were traveling My husband was getting ready to speak at an event in North Carolina. It was actually in Rockingham, North Carolina. And we had driven for 10 hours in a car with our two young sons. And I was pregnant with my third son. 
just to give you a perspective, I am the mother of four men, and I am the grandmother of two granddaughters and two grandsons. So I found myself in a situation where we had traveled in a car for 10 hours, and by the time we arrived, I didn't even feel like a Christian. The last thing I wanted to do was go to some church service, and John did not want to bring me and the two young boys. So he took a quick shower and left us in the motel room. I remember I gave the boys a bath, you know, read them a couple stories, sang them a couple songs, put them to bed. It was a bleak, dark, dirty place, and I happened to fall asleep. My husband knocked on the door around midnight. I jumped out of bed quickly, hoping that he would not wake up the other boys. And, you know, I climbed back into bed. And as he climbed into bed with me, I whispered, I was like, how was it? And he said, Lisa, it is so legalistic. The women are just in so much bondage in this particular denomination. And I said, oh, that's so sad. And he said, yeah. So I told them that you would do a women's meeting tomorrow. Well, to say that my reaction was violent would be an understatement. I remember I sat up and I was like, I absolutely will not do a woman's meeting. These women, they're not even allowed to wear pants. I have double pierced ears. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, are they going around bottomless? No, they were allowed to wear skirts. They just weren't allowed to wear pants. I don't know. Don't even ask me. I have no idea. That seems really stupid to me. So I said, absolutely not. I am not going to do this. I have nothing to say to these women. And John was like, you better just calm down because this is happening. You are going to speak. I have already announced it. The pastor is on board with this. This is happening. I remember laying in bed so mad at him, thinking, I can't believe he has tricked me into doing this. I tossed and turned, you know, that angry toss and turn where you try to keep your husband awake because you're awake, but he fell asleep. I could hear my boys breathing on one side of the room and my husband snoring on the other. I was so upset. But at some point, I must have fallen asleep because the next thing I knew, John was waking me up and he said, I'm going to take the boys out so you can prepare. And then I thought, wait, this is really happening. I thought it was just a nightmare. He leaves and I get ready really quick and I begin to pray. And I said, God, I, I don't know what to do. I've been married for eight years. I have two sons. I'm pregnant with my third son. God, I don't even know if I like women. God, I really feel like I am a, I'm a man's brain and a woman's body. I, I don't have anything to say to these women. And I had such a sense that God interrupted me. And he said, Lisa, I like women. And I said, okay, okay, yeah, that, you know what, that's reasonable. Of course you would like women. You created woman as the answer to the very first problem. So I get it that you like it, but, but God, I don't really know how to be a woman, and you've never sent a woman into my life to mentor me. I am so aware of all of these holes in my life. And he said, Lisa, be that woman. And I said, what? 
this is like a joke. What do you mean be that woman? He said, be the woman that you wish another woman would have been for you. I said, I don't know how to be that woman. He said, yes, you do. Write it backwards. I remember I cried. I remember thinking, this is just not fair. And then I saw this imagery of a chain coming down from, to be honest with you, I couldn't even see its source, but let me just say the sky. It was a long chain. It was not a chain where like you would be imprisoned by it. It was a chain like a beautiful necklace. And I saw the links of the chain stop midair. And then there was a space. And then I saw additional links hanging midair below the space. And I couldn't help but notice the void. I couldn't help but see the gap. I actually felt that I lived in that gap, in that space between one generation of women and the next generation. And I heard God say, Lisa, I don't want a mentoring of pride. I want mothering out of brokenness. I want you to be that woman. So through tears and trembling, I sat down and I began to write out how that woman would look at me, how she would see me, what she would say to me, how she would encourage me in my marriage, how she would encourage me with my children, how she would explain the rhythms of life and the seasons of life, how she would explain the challenges and the heartache, how she would tell me that every trial that I went through would end up developing a greater measure of strength into my life. That was three decades ago. And since then, I have found that women are my favorite people to speak to. They are some of the most beautiful people that I get to stand in front of. I considered an incredible honor to connect with younger women and just talk to them about what I see on their life. I don't see the void anymore in my own life. What I see is this incredible urgency to connect the younger women with the older women so that we can have both godmothers and goddaughters that begin to breach the gaps that we have in our life. So I want to just challenge you that Godmothers is all about growth, not guilt. It's all about blessing the next generation. It's all about coming alongside in conversation, not controlling, but coming along and saying, this is what I've actually learned the hard way. And I don't want you to have to go down that same path. So many people I'm finding right now, so many young women who are gifted, who are talented, who are well-connected in the social realm, yet they are frozen. They don't know who they are. They don't know whose they are. 
they have never had an encounter with the high and holy one. They have never had him whisper their name. They have never known what it is to have somebody say, I know who you've been, but even more than that, I can see who you are becoming. I believe that's what God mothers do. We have this incredible gift of being able to recognize potential in other people. So I want to talk to you about what that might look like. One of the things I'm hoping this podcast will do and all of the different guests that I will bring on is I hope it will position you to move forward. You know, we hear often about fight or flight, but I see more not fight and flight. I see more frozen now than anything else. I see a generation that is so longing to make a difference And yet they are so afraid of making a mistake. They are so wanting to be that woman, be that mother, be that wife. They are so wanting that they see so many different images on social media that always are telling them that they're less than. Well, I am here to tell you that God is looking at you And he is saying, you are more than enough for me to love. You are more than enough for me to bless. You are more than enough because you are in my son, and I see you in the image that I have made you in. So God is actually refashioning us to be who he always meant for us to be. But if we can't move, if we are frozen by fear, then we're going to have a problem. You know, not long ago, I was uh, at a particular spa. It was my husband's 60th birthday. I had come in basically straight from two weeks on the road. And um, one of our friends that was there to celebrate my husband, her husband said, hey, Dana has scheduled me for a facial, and I really don't want one. How about you take my facial? I was like, thank you, Jesus, because my face, after two weeks of makeup straight and on the road, traveling, airfare, all those kind of things, uh, which we haven't been doing so much lately, so this was last year, but all of those things, I thought, yeah, my face is in desperate need. So they gave me a spa treatment. And I found myself in this magnificent waiting room. There was this window, and it was framing all of these beautiful mountainscape. And I thought, I'm just going to walk over there, and I'm going to look at the mountains. I want to just feel the sunshine on my face. But when I got close to the window, I noticed that there was two women. And they kind of looked at me like, hey, you're not part of our thing right now. You need to back away. So I backed away from the window, grabbed a couple berries and some kind of herb-infused water, and I was sitting in a chair when a young girl walks in. She comes in. She also sees the mountains, moves close to the window. The two women that would not bond with anybody gave her the look. She backed away from the window, turned around, and saw me. And I had been watching the interplay 
And all of a sudden, she looks at me and starts crying. And I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. What have I done? I don't know what's going on. And then she opened up her arm. And within the crook of her arm, she had my book Without Rival. And I jump up. We hugged each other. I knew that she was a goddaughter right then and there. She sat down with me. She began to tell me what the book had meant to her, how she was finding her identity in God, that she was understanding who he created her to be. But she had so many news happening. She was newly married. She had newly moved to a new city where she did not have any friends. And and she found herself in a place where she was frozen. And she whispered to me, I just don't want to miss God. And I wish she was the first person to ever say that to me. And I also wish that she was the last. I left the spa that day, and I kept thinking about what she had said. I carried it in my heart back to our room, and when I sat down, I heard God say, I'm a really big target. I want you to know that God is so big, it's actually hard to miss him. I know that you don't want to be displeasing to him in any way, shape, or form, that that you don't even need to worry about that because he has loved you with an everlasting love. And he has commissioned mercy and grace to follow you everywhere you go. But baby girl, if you are not moving, it will stand with you. But it's better to keep walking forward. So the purpose of this podcast is to locate the gaps in your life. And let's not think of these gaps as bad things. Let's think of these gaps as areas of growth. That can be the G, areas of growth. It can also be areas where you need God to bless your life. We can think of the A as the answers you need to move into action, the things that you need to get information on so that you can move forward with action steps. And then I want you to think of P as your potential and your purpose. And I can think of nothing I would love more than if you would adopt me for these moments of time where we have conversations together and I could be your godmother and bless what is on your life with the lessons that I have learned on my own. Hey, thank you for joining me for the Godmother podcast. And right now you can actually pre-order my book, Godmothers, Why You Need One, how to be one on Amazon or at messengerpodcast.com slash godmothers. I just go for Amazon. And since this is the very first podcast episode, I'd love you to join me on this godmother's journey by subscribing and rating the show. It helps us get the word out and we love hearing input from our godmother family. I'd love to hear what topics you'd like to see covered on the show. So let's make this a commitment to leave behind guilt 
and grow together. Until next time, this is your podcast godmother, Lisa Bevere. Thanks for listening to the Godmother Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including Conversations with John and Lisa, The Messenger Podcast, and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. You can connect with Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and through her website at lisabevere.com. Until next time.